Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready? Ready? Okay, then. So I was like... We're missing someone. Everyone, thank you for coming because because of you, we're raising money for this charity. We're raising recognition in New York City. Because you tell the most important, I want you to speak, the most important part. But people are sexually abused as a child. You say, is it my fault? Did I do something wrong? You're afraid to come forward. There's a friend of a family. Can I finish? A friend of a family. Can I finish? You can finish, but I'm adding something. Oh, my God. It's a friend of a family. Let's hear from the horse's mouth. Not the horse mouth, I'm sorry. Okay. Bridey. Bridie are sharing the message and sharing the story nobody knows. And, and what the you said before, let her finish. Pre- let her finish. Let her finish. Let her finish. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. But I feel like I have to say it. They've left me no choice but to say it. They're literally making me say it. Dorinda, Sonia, and Ramona are making me say it. Wow, Bethany, wow. I, wow, Bethany, Wow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic. That scene, that scene is an all-timer. I just was talking about all-time scenes on the Vanderpump Rules recap, and this was an all-timer. This is a scene that we're going to be talking about years from now. This was an all-timer, and wow, Bethany, wow. It was insane. Wow, fucking Bethany, wow. This was an insane... Oh my god, we have to break it down. We're going to jump right into it. And then, like, Hillary Duff and Come Clean, we'll go back, back to the beginning. But for now, we just have to dive into this scene, because I truly believe it's something that we're going to be talking about for years to come. And just to catch everyone up, this was a charity event that Ramona was the one in charge of, but then she invited the other girls, Dorinda and Sonia, to be on the board for. Now, the girl, the woman, the young woman that they were celebrating at this event, her name was Bridie. Bridie, Bridie, Bridie. Now, earlier in the episode, it was revealed that Ramona didn't feel like learning her name and just kept calling her Birdie. Now, in this scene, she didn't call her Birdie. She called her Britty, not Bridie. She called her Britty, which is also not her name, but she at least did not say Birdie. So I would like to just give Ramona props right off the bat. At least she did not call her Birdie. She said Britie, which again, not her name. <laughs> so, like, how fucking rude that she's just like, I'm not going to learn her name. Like, you can't just not learn people's names. Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> you can't just decide, I'm not learning a name. I know we all get it wrong sometimes. Like, occasionally, we might pronounce something wrong, or it slips our mind and you might get something off. But you can't just say, like, I'm not going to learn the name. But anyway, Ramona does and did. She called her Britty. But so they go up in front of this whole charity event. And it's the three women from the show and Bridie. So Ramona says, Britty, get up here. So then they're all on a microphone. Ramona has the mic at this point. And she says, I'm going to cry. She starts to talk about this charity. She says, I'm going to cry. And then Ramona, or I'm, I'm sorry, then Sonia, in what is a callback to last week's Hustle promo, Sonia says, everyone knows you can cry on a dime. 
and she starts laughing. She starts laughing. And then Ramona gets very upset. She said, Sonia, why do you do this to me? And they're literally just arguing on the microphone as this woman who was a victim of child sexual abuse is standing right next to them. And then Sonia says, sorry, Birdie. She says, Birdie. So now Sonia openly just calls her Birdie. She says, sorry, Birdie. And then Sonia says to Ramona, you called her Birdie, by the way. Which keep in mind that Ramona did not call her Birdie in this moment. She did call her Birdie another day. But for this speech, Ramona says Britty, not Birdie. This is getting very confusing, I know. But Sonia says, by the way, you called her Birdie. And then Ramona, changing her total attitude, starts laughing. Basically giggling. She's I know I'm bad with names. <laughs> like interrupting the whole sexual abuse speech and just says, I know I'm bad with names. <laughs> so then she starts laughing. And then somehow Ramona gets back on track. So she starts talking about this charity thing. And then Dorinda, who's obviously drunk at this point, like Dorinda's five sheets of the wind. She's like the Dorinda that we've been waiting to see. She's not as drunk as we've seen her. We've definitely seen her more drunk. But for the most part, she's maybe blacked out. Anyway, then Dorinda says, tell them the most important part. <laughs> she said, tell them the most important part, she says to Ramona. And then Ramona says, well, when children are sexually abused. And then drunk Dorinda just says, Fred of the family. Fred of the family. That's what she's shouting. She says, Fred of the family. <laughs> And everyone's just like, what the fuck? Like, who's this drunk woman? And what is she saying? Friend of the family. <laughs> and then, as if that, that seems to be the worst part. It seems like we're all watching this and we're thinking, this can't go any further. Like, this is heightened. If you were writing this scene as a scripted scene, you'd say it's heightened to the top. We can't, we can't possibly heighten this scene anymore. But then they do. Because these Roni women, they know how to heighten a scene. So then. Sonia says, no, let's hear it from Bridie. She says, let's hear it from the horse's mouth, not the whore's mouth. Not the whore's mouth, Sonia says. Now, keep in mind, this is an event for children who are victims of sexual abuse. So referencing a whore and calling Bridie or Bridie, whatever the fuck her name is, Bridie, 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 a whore, like even as a joking way, is not something you should do in front of the charity event, like in front of the guests at this charity for children of sexual abuse. Bridie's jaw literally dropped. My jaw dropped. I clutched my imaginary pearls. I was shocked, still thinking that this can't possibly go on. Like this can't possibly keep escalating. Like, how can we keep going from here? This is escalated to the tippy top of the mountaintop. Ain't no mountain high enough. Now, this went to the mountain high enough. <laughs> anyway, then it escalates even more. Bridie takes over the microphone and she starts to say her story. She says, well, you know, when this happened to me, blah, blah, blah. And then drunk Dorinda just jumps on in. She says, predators are still there. Predators are still there. Predators, they're still there. Just shouting that. <laughs> drunk Dorinda just shout predators are still there it's like she'll get to it Dorinda like you don't need a reminder to talk about the predators like she's given her speech on how she was sexually abused as a child I think she'll get the details properly like you don't have to worry about Bridie getting the details wrong Bridie was sober as a, a clam I don't know if clams are sober but you know what I'm saying like Bridie seemed sober and put together Dorinda was not needed to remind Bridie to tell her story properly predators are still there 
<laughs> friend of the family. Like Dorinda, cool it. Cool it, Dorinda. And then, <laughs> I've been saying I wanted drunk Dorinda, but this scene, I was like, drunk Dorinda needs to go back in the cage because this is tough. Anyway, then Birdie's, uh, then Sonia jumps in. See, now remo- they've got me calling her Birdie. I know it's Bridie, but then Sonia jumps in, and Sonia starts doing a callback to Dorinda's infamous clip line. Sonia's, clip, clip, Dorinda, clip, let her talk, clip. Now they're just calling back their catchphrases, and it's like, this is still a speech about children who are victims of sexual abuse. We are not just doing catchphrase work, ladies. I know these housewives always like to do their catchphrase work, no matter the time or the place. But let me tell you something, this is not the time or the place to do a callback to someone's uh, catchphrase work. Not at all. It was one thing for Dorinda to yell clip in that New York restaurant, but now Sonia doing a callback to it? Uh-uh. Nope. Bridie's telling her story about how she was sexually abused by a predator. Predator's still there. Clip! Meanwhile, Ramona is the most put-together of all of them. She's the one who's, like, calm, cool, and collected. Ramona says to Dorinda, let her talk, let her talk. And then Bridie starts talking again. Bridie, who's shocked and just probably thinking, like, let me get the fuck out of here. Like, I can't. I'll make a donation to a charity. Like, no more am I working on a charity with these women. (laughs) She's like, let me just make an online donation, and that'll be the way that I serve. Because she's trying to do some good here, but it's not happening. We got catchphrase work. We got drunk Dorinda. Then she starts talking again, and she's obviously trying to wrap it up. Wrap it up. And Ramona is, like, telling Dorinda, you need to be quiet. You need to be quiet. Again, I'm agreeing with Ramona. Ramona's normally always a monster, but Ramona was the only one up there who had any sort of sense. And I'm not saying she had much sense. If Dorinda and Sonia weren't up there, then we would think Ramona was being cringy. But the fact that Dorinda and Sonia were being so cringy, it was like Ramona was the stable, calm, cool, and collected one. And then Dorinda starts yelling at Ramona while Bridie's talking. So Bridie's like, you know, I was a victim of sexual abuse as a child. And then Dorinda's like, important, important. Don't ever do that to me again. She's saying to Ramona, don't ever do that to me again. Important, important. Predator's still there. Fam- friend of the family. <laughs> Tell him the most important. Friend of the family. Predator's still there. Important. She, I don't know if Dorinda was doing catchphrase work here. Maybe Dorinda was trying to get a new catchphrase and her catchphrase was important. I don't know. Maybe in Dorinda's drunk mind, she thought, this is a good time to do a new catchphrase. And I feel like the word important would be a good catchphrase. Well, it's not. And this was not the time. Ramona had some sense to just like ignore Dorinda. She was just looking ahead. She just was saying, let her finish, Dorinda, let her finish. My God, I have never seen anything like it. Truly, it was an all-timer. It was one of the best scenes we've seen this season. It doesn't have a lot of overarching storylines, but I mean, a scene like that, come on. Come on, people. It was the best. The only thing that I thought was missing, and this is a very small complaint, I don't mean to complain about such a wonderful Emmy-worthy scene. Someone give these women the Emmy. I don't know who you have to give the Emmy. Give it to Bridie. She deserves it the most, but frankly, they deserve an award. I think it was fantastic. The only thing that I would maybe say was possibly missing was we needed a voice of reason to be witnessing it because we're all witnesses witnessing it as the viewer. We needed someone to call it out in a confessional. And that's what one of the things we need Bethany for, or a Carol or a Heather or someone who's seemingly normal. We need them to be witnessing it and saying like, what the fuck? Like if Bethany was there and witnessed it, I feel like it would have elevated the scene just a little bit, because then she would have had a quippy thing in her confessional. 
was the only little complaint. But otherwise, I think, like, come on, best fucking scene I've seen. And wow, fucking Bethany, wow. I'm sorry to keep saying wow, Bethany, wow, but I can't help it. That scene called for it. It called for it. So let's go back, back to the beginning, as Hilary Duff says, and break down the rest of the episode. Now, before I do, I just want to say, if you're looking for the Countess and Friends recap, it was on the earlier episode this week. You guys want to hear it? I had so much fun there. Went with some fun people. Um, and Courtney from Two Judgy Girls, I didn't mention in the episode, but she was there, and it was just her birthday. So everyone wish her a happy birthday. Happy belated. We love her. We love the Two Judgy Girls, Courtney and Mary. And also, I want to say that I saw Palms. I saw the film of our generation. <laughs> the film of a generation. Maybe not my generation, but I loved it. It was Palms with Diane Keaton, Jackie Weaver. They play cheerleaders in a retirement home. And let me tell you something. I loved it. I cried and no less than three times. And some of the cries were happy tears. I went with my friend Amy. She did not cry. But I did tear up at least three times. And look, is it cheesy and maybe not the best written film of the year? Maybe. But if you just like go into it and just let it wash all over you and just enjoy the fact that it's old women cheerleading, I think you'll really enjoy it. And truly by the end, the beginning of it, I was like, oh, this is kind of cheesy. And then by the end, I was like sobbing like a baby in a fetal position because it was so wonderful. And like, again, sort of happy tears, but then there's a couple sad moments. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but it was just wonderful. And there's, I love seeing female friendships on screen. I mean, that's one of the things I love about Roni so much, but it's so rare nowadays. And there's so few entertainment outlets that are showing us women of a certain age And so I think it's great to support. And hopefully, if we all support these kind of movies, then we get more and more of them. And they get better and better. And and more and more talent is attracted. And I mean, come on, watching Diane Keaton, I mean, she's brilliant. And and Jackie Weaver in this, you guys, wow. She delivers a performance. And there's just great female friendships on screen, great music. It's laughs. It's just fun. Take your mom, take your grandma, take your friend, your sister, or go solo and get a hot dog. You know, when I go solo solo to the movies, I always love it because I can eat a hot dog with no shame. Because when I'm with someone, I feel like they judge me when I get a hot dog. And I just want to eat a hot dog like with no shame. When I go with Matt, I usually have to excuse myself for the restroom. And then I eat a hot dog in the lobby. And then I come back and he's like, where were you for so long? And I'm like, I'm just in the bathroom. I had a number two. <laughs> really, I was just eating a hot dog. And then I number two from the hot dog later. Anyway, let's talk about this episode. So this episode, we open with everyone getting ready for the Halloween party, which is Lou's performing. We had Lou getting ready with a woman named Mary doing her makeup. They were carrying a Giovanni bag. There's Giovanni everywhere. We're not getting rid of this Giovanni. I think we might be at Giovanni overkill at this point, but it's no turning back now. These women love a catchphrase and they are not letting go of Giovanni. So Victoria's there. We have a Victoria sighting. Whenever I see the daughters on the New York Housewives, like I'm always, I always feel like it's a cock tease. Like when I see Victoria or we saw Hannah, Dorinda's daughter, later in the episode, to me it's like a little bit of blue balls because when I first see them, I think they're one of the cast members of Gallery Girls. And you all know I love Gallery Girls. It was like a one season wonder on Bravo. But every time I see a Hannah or a Victoria, I'm like, ooh, it's one of the Gallery Girls. And then it's not. So it always feels like a letdown, a cock tease, a blue balls. It's like, where's my gallery? Couldn't one of the gallery girls just show up in one of these episodes? Come on. Come on. 
and they all look like it. Like Victoria looks like she would fit in right on uh, Gallery Girls with Chantel. Same with Hannah. Hannah looks like Chantel. You guys remember Chantel from Gallery Girls? It's like looking in a, a funhouse version of Chantel. <laughs> the Walmart version of Chantel. <laughs> anyway. You guys, I'm, I'm fully caffeinated, but I'm also like, I feel like I'm fighting a little bit of a cold, so I apologize if I, my throat's a little, um, whatever, you get it. Anyway, they're all getting ready for this Halloween party, and I want to say that Dorinda was passing out Kit Kats. Kit Kats are my all-time favorite candy. I love them. I'm obsessed with the Kit Kat, and I was so proud of Dorinda for giving them out for Halloween. She had a bowl with, like, Snickers, Kit Kats, and look, that's a good woman. That's a good woman that we need to celebrate. I know we just kind of took her down for how she was acting at that charity event, but we need to celebrate her and celebrate Kit Kats. So let's all take a moment of silence on behalf of Kit Kats. I'd like to thank them. They're not a sponsor of this show. I just feel it's important that we recognize them as the greatest candy of a generation. Let's take a moment of silence for Palms and Kit Kats. Okay, now we see Sonia getting ready. Sonia says, and here's some of the things that's, one of the things that's bugging me this season is the, I don't know, lesbian undertones or sexuality undertones. Sonia says, if Bethany looks good, I'm definitely going to drink and suck her face off, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Sonia, we've seen her try to get, you know, frisky when she's drunk. But that comes into play later. Then we see Bethany getting dressed as an angel. She looks like uh, she's dressed as a Kardashian from Halloween. They all dress the same, and Bethany wore the same outfit. And it seemed like too much. Like, the wings were too much. You can't go into a public place with those fucking wings. Too much. Then we see Lou, who tells us in her confessional, since I started the cabaret, my appearances are, st- <laughs> my appearances are stepping up. That's what Lou says. So people are just paying Lou to perform. And if I had the money, would I do it? Yes. But at some point, is this ever going to end? I know I say that every week, but is this ever going to end? Are we ever going to stop it? Or are we just going to keep enabling it? TBD. Then Luann says about her costume, she says it's a nurse meets Madonna. Nurse meets Madonna. <laughs> I can't do my Luann impression. Wait. Nurse meets Madonna. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize for that. My Cookie Monster Luann impression. Then we get to the party, and Luann's still upstairs getting ready. She's at the hotel or wherever this venue is at, and she's in a separate room getting ready. But the girls start to show up. Barb shows up as Slash. Bethany is there with those fucking wings that are way too big. And it's revealed that Lou is performing at 11 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. I don't think this is the right environment for Lou. What do I know? But 11 p.m. on a Tuesday, like, I am in my early 30s, and I am not going anywhere at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. I'm not. I mentioned I saw Palms the other night. If that screening would have been after 8 o'clock, I would have said, N-O. I, <laughs> especially on a weekday, on a weekend, you can't even get me out after 11. You know, sometimes friends will be like, oh, we're going out at 9. And I'm like, nope, not interested. I'll be at home watching Shark Tank. But... These people, these women are in New York City, and they're going out at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. That is insane to me, or at least that's when Lou's performing. And I just don't think it's uh, performing at 11 o'clock. Uh. Then Dorinda shows up. I don't know what the fuck Dorinda's supposed to be. I think she mentioned it, but I missed it. I'm sorry, I missed it. I don't know if I, I missed it. I watch things over the internet, and sometimes they like cut out. And I, like the streaming thing will get messed up, and I'm thinking, like, did I just miss what they explained Dorinda is? I did. 
And then John, Dorinda's John, sees Bethany. He drools over her visibly. Literally, there. it's like, put your tongue back in your mouth, John. <laughs> put your tongue back in. Then Dorinda ignored Babs. Completely ignored Barbara. I loved it. Lived for it. And then we get more of this like weird sexuality stuff. So then Barbara and Bethany start talking. And Tinsley says, Tinsley's there. She says, you guys, you guys can make out again tonight. And then Dorinda says, you got your date for the night. And I don't, this is uncomfortable to me. If Barbara is, in fact, either bisexual or a lesbian, it's like, just feels like they're making a joke out of it. And it's like, Bethany's straight. So it's not, I don't know, it makes me uncomfortable. And maybe I'm just being sensitive, but I feel like it's gross. Maybe I'm just being sensitive. But it feels gross to me. I think as, as a gay person, I've had people do that. and It just always feels uncomfortable. You know? I don't know. Then uh, Ramona doesn't show up. She's at Omar's. She's social climbing. And, which I love, this whole season, Ramona's just not interested in going where she doesn't want to go. And I sort of respect that in a way. I do want her to be at these events, but I do respect that she's just not interested. Then it's revealed Lou won't come down to say hello. She's practicing in her room. And you guys, Lou practicing in front of the mirror. I mean, oh my God, I've never seen anything like it. She's just, you know, money can't buy your class. And she's doing like her little choreography, which is not really choreography. It is a sight to behold. That is footage I need for my deathbed. Because it is so good. Just her in the front of that fucking mirror. It reminded me of James Kennedy down in Vanderpump Rules when he was looking at his underwear in front of the mirror. I don't know why. It was shades of that, and I liked it. Then she's doing her makeup, and it was three hours. She was doing her hair and makeup for three hours for this event where she was singing three songs. And Bethany leaves. Bethany leaves around 11.30. And then Lou doesn't go on until 11.39. She doesn't perform until 11.39. I mean, again, I'm in my early 30s, but there's no way that I would be out at 11.39 waiting for an appearance, a performance. So Lou starts performing. She opens with, ladies and gentlemen. Which is my favorite Lou line. Well, not my favorite. There's another Lou line that we'll talk about later, but it's one of my favorite Lou lines in one of her songs. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Countess speaking. <laughs> so good. And Dorinda describes the performance. She says, the energy goes up when Lou sings her two songs. And if that's not a five-star review, I don't know what is. <laughs> I don't know what is. Then Lou gets upset that Bethany left to go home. And Bethany said she had to go home because she had to let the babysitter off. She had Bryn... And she had the babysitter, and she had to go home. And then Lou says, what's Bethany going to do? Go home and watch her daughter sleep? And it's like, yes, that's exactly what she's going to do. What else would she do? She's, I, I would go home, too. I don't even have a daughter. But if I did, I would certainly go home. I'd rather be at home watching my daughter sleep than out past 11.30 on a school night watching you perform. I mean, of course she's going to do that. So I was definitely on Bethany's side with this. It's like, well, I would, why is that a problem? Like, Especially if you only had your daughter half the time. Like, you better believe I'd be home with my daughter. It doesn't matter if she's fucking sleeping or not. I would be in that room, or I'd be in that house with her. I mean, come on, Lou. Lou's just, like, totally... I I don't know if she's, like, a little delusional this season. And I love Lou, and I feel like I'm being hard on her. And I feel... I don't want to be, and I'm sorry, but... I don't know. This season is, is tough. But I do love her. I love my Lou, and she's amazing, and she's gotten given us great TV. And I do not want her to go anywhere. So that's the bright side. Then the next day, we see Tinsley in her apartment in Dale. Dale is working on stockings for Christmas. I want one so bad. 
I don't know if we have any contacts, connections, but I want a Dale stocking. Please. You know I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of year. And the fact that Dale is Dale is just making stockings. Please give me more. Give me, give me more. Britney Spears. Then Tinsley. <laughs> Guys, I'm hyper today. Tinsley apparently gave Lou gave Lou mugshot coasters, which was cute. A great idea. Tinsley had her own. And they showed a little flashback to Tinsley giving them to Lou, and Lou's just like, what are these? <laughs> That's what I think I'm having trouble with Lou. It's like, she doesn't seem in on any of this. It's like, I would love it if Lou got those coasters and she laughed it off, and then also recognized the fact that she assaulted a police officer. Like, I just want her to recognize the behavior that's going on around her. And it feels like she's just like, eyes straight ahead, which is good to move forward in life, so maybe I'm wrong. But it's almost like I want her to just recognize that it's all absurd, and that also she assaulted a police officer. That's all. You know, Lou was on Jackie Schimmel's podcast. I don't know if you guys listen to Bitch Bible. Jackie is wonderful, but it's a great interview to listen to. And the whole time I'm like listening and Jackie's asking the best questions. And I'm just thinking like, is Lou on the joke? Like, that's what I was trying to figure out. And there's an exchange about Britney Spears and the Free Britney campaign that I need you all to go listen to. But it's Jackie Schimmel's Bitch Bible. Go listen to it. Anyway, then Dale and Tinsley talk about the circus. Tinsley cries again. I feel like Tinsley has cried every single episode. This season, I think she's... And by cry, I mean tried to push out a tear. I don't mean actually naturally crying. I mean, she's tried to push out a tear every single episode. And look, Tinsley's earning that paycheck. And I think we all need to applaud that. She is earning that fucking paycheck. I know people have called for her to leave, but look, she's cried every episode. Give her the goddamn Emmy. (laughs) Give her the goddamn Emmy. Game set, and now I need a match. Also... At this point, she should just embrace her relationship with Dale and have a kid with Dale. The two of them should raise a child together. And I think that'd be fine. Next season, I want them to adopt or have a kid just together somehow. I don't care how it happens. I'd like to see an adoption storyline on one of these where it's like Dale and the mom, or or Dale and Tins adopting the baby. Let's see that. Or even an older child, you know? I would love to see Dale and Tins just uh, raising a new child. Embrace the new normal. I feel like Tinsley's trying so hard to find a man, and it's like, you got a man right here. You got Dale. That's all you need. That's all you need. And then the man will come later. You know, the dick, or or get the dick wherever else you want, or, you know, you'll find dick later. But right now, just enjoy your life with Dale and embrace it, the new normal. Then we cut to this charity meeting. And so this is uh, Dorinda, Rowan, and Sonia. They meet with New York Loves Kids Charity. And this lunch, it's like a lunch or breakfast, and it's so funny because First of all, there was so much fucking animal prints at this lunch. Everyone was in an animal print. Felt like I was at a safari. It was so many animal prints on every last person at that table. Every goddamn person at the table had an, either a zebra, leopard, you know, whatever, tiger print. I've never. <laughs> it was like Lisa Rinna's closet exploded at this lunch table. There's so many animal prints. And Ramona reveals that she hangs out with younger people. She says, I like to hang out with people in my, I like to hang out with people in my thirties because I'm ageless. And she's really gunning hard with this ageless. She is. And I respect that because she's got a skincare line. She's got to sell those bottles of skincare, which by the way, I'm on, I think week two of my ageless by Ramona routine. Loving it. I think it's great. I put it on every night and every morning. And I think it's great. And again, not a sponsor, not paying me to say this. I, Spent the money on that, Ageless by Ramona, but I think it's a good product. Anyway, this lunch, they're all starting to talk about this charity event. And I actually agreed with Ramona something on something politically, 
she said she wants the statute of limitations to be over on this issue. And excuse me. Um, she, I never normally agree with Ramona on politics. So it was interesting to see the side of Ramona. And again, out of all the women, Ramona seemed the most stable throughout this whole event and this whole situation. She also said she's an influencer, which made me laugh. I'm an influencer. <laughs> but it also, I, like I said before, it's so funny that she's just not interested in learning Bridie's name. Not interested. Rowena couldn't care less. She's going to learn what she learns. Uh, she's going to call her Bridie, Bardi, Bartholomew, whatever the fuck she wants to call her, is what Ramona's going to call her. And so they're talking about Ramona's like, I've always you know, been a, a supporter of these kind of charities. And then Sonia chimes in with, I do children too. I do children too. Bridie and the rest of the table, they all gasp. I gasp at home. I clutch my invisible pearls again. I could not believe what I just heard. And I know it was just an off-the-cuff line. And Sonia, our, our floozy Sonia, is the kind of person that always yells out things like that. But to hear Sonia say that at a, a charity meeting for children who are Victims of sexual abuse. I mean, Sonia. Sonia, Sonia, Sonia. There's times for these jokes, and there's times for not these jokes. You don't say, I do children too, at a charity meeting for children of, uh, who are victims of sexual abuse. Don't do it. Then we cut to Dorinda's new apartment. And somebody DM'd me online. Actually, a couple people DM'd me and said, Dorinda doesn't actually use her New York apartment. She's mostly in the Berkshires. And that was interesting to me. But she gets a new apartment, and she says it's all hers. Her first thing in 25 years. I'm so proud. Like, that's a big accomplishment. And I think we should applaud Dorinda. She's used her Roni money and her whatever money she's earned from selling those clip mugs. <laughs> those pillows that say, you know, not well, bitch, or whatever the fuck she's selling. And she's used that money to buy a gorgeous new apartment that's just hers. She says John's not living there, which raises questions about the relationship I do not understand. But I did understand how Dorinda said she didn't want a spare bedroom. I thought, bravo to you, because I feel the same way. I don't like having visitors stay with me. I love when people come to visit, but I don't want them in my apartment. Like Whoopi Goldberg once said, I don't want anyone in my apartment. Whoopi Goldberg famously said her stance on marriage is that she doesn't want anyone living in her space, something like that. But I feel the same way. I don't want anyone, you know, aside, we have Matt here, which is, you know, is what it is. I guess I'm forced that, to have that. But guests can stay at a hotel. Rent a hotel, rent an Airbnb. I don't need you in my space. Especially because it's like limited space in a city. Like even Dorinda, who's very wealthy, much wealthier than I am, she still doesn't have like a huge apartment. It's like in Ohio, my family have, you know, I, I know people with these huge houses with spare rooms. And it's like in LA or New York, the places aren't that big. So there's no room here on top of each other if someone's staying. It's not good for friendship, so I supported that. Then we cut to Bethany, Dorinda, Tinsley, and Sonia at a lunch. Bethany's drinking mezcal, and they're talking about the Halloween party. So Bethany says that, well, first of all, Bethany calls out Lou for being in blackface last Halloween, which previously Carol was the only one to call that out. I just want to reiterate, Carol's the only one who said, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, when Lou showed up in blackface and an afro, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that's one of those things where it's like, how could, how does Lou not understand that? But then Bethany says that Lou likes to wrap an insult in a compliment. And then we see flashback of Lou telling the young girls that they can lose weight, which is so funny, but so wrong. So wrong. And they've shown us that flashback a couple times this season. But Bethany notices the little dicks. And 
look, I'm on Team Bethany with this one, and I love my Lou, and I hate talking bad about her, but Bethany even says, I think Lou, I think she has delusions of grandeur. And by the way, that's my favorite line of a Luann song. You know, that's in Money Can't Buy You Class, or when they're rehearsing it, they just call it money. Money. <laughs> and in the song, it's uh, the line is, when entering a room, greet everyone, and soon you'll be invited and entitled to the grandeur. Which is, come on, you guys, for a pop song, like, that's so good. <laughs> so good. You'll be invited and entitled to the grandeur. It's so good, you guys. I love when hearing Lou say grandeur, like, puts me right back on board. Like, just when I'm feeling like I'm getting off the Lou train, I hear that grandeur, because I played the song after I heard Bethany say grandeur. And I was like, wow, I'm back on board. I love this woman. Give her an Emmy. Give her an Emmy. Then we cut to Dorinda's old apartment. She still has a scarecrow there. And I just want to point out, she had two balance ball workout things. She had two of those workout balance balls. I saw two of them. And Hannah arrived. And I'm just looking. I'm focusing on the background. I'm focusing what these things are. Again, I was upset this wasn't Chantel from Gallery Girls. It was just Hannah, her daughter. But Dorinda reveals she got a scarecrow for 75, 70% off. And Hannah says, you can't just put all your money into decorations. And Dorinda just says, yeah, I can actually. And I will. And that's another thing I love about Dorinda. Dorinda just wants to celebrate the holidays, and I support that. Give her an Emmy. And Hannah in this scene, I mean, I feel like I'm caffeinated today, but Hannah was like on another level. She had like five Celsius energy drinks and a a hit of cocaine or something. It was like she was, (laughs) she had a bottle of Adderall and a snort of a line of cocaine. I mean, she was just off the fucking walls this episode. Hannah was just like talking a mile a minute walking around that old fucking apartment. At one point, Hannah just started putting together one of those workout balls. She was so hyper, she just started putting together a workout ball in Dorinda's old apartment. She's not even living there. What, are they going to work out in this old apartment? Why was she putting together that little ball? The workout ball? It was such a weird thing. It was like, I really think like Hannah was just like, I don't know what to do in the scene. I'm so hyper. You know, she, she went to the restroom and did a hit of cocaine, and she's just like, okay, better go put together the workout ball that's been here forever. It was like a fab fit fun gift for Dorinda, and they've just had a bunch of them around the apartment. And Hannah's like, I'll put one together. <laughs> Why were they doing it? No, I'm joking. I don't really mean Hannah's on drugs. I just want to clarify. It was just a joke. But then we cut to Cafe Cognacs, which we're going here a lot. Did you notice this? We're going here a lot. And this is for the charity event. So the hashtag for this charity event is hashtag kids too. And when I saw that, and then I saw Bethany in the car wearing that slutty outfit for the Victoria's Secret show, I thought, oh, please make it to the charity event. Ultimately, Bethany couldn't make it, which was so, that was the most upsetting thing about this whole episode, because not only did we need Bethany there to call out that batshit crazy charity speech, but we also needed her to show up to an event that was hashtag kids too in a slutty Victoria's Secret outfit. And she looked amazing, but I would have liked to see it at this charity event. It would have just added to the absurdity. So I was very upset. We do see Harry Dubin here, and they played the Jaws music. When we saw Harry, they literally played the Jaws theme. You know, the shark in the water? It was like, Harry's the fucking shark in the water. I mean, I love when they changed the theme music in the background. I always say, when Alex and Simon were on the screen, it was always spooky Halloween music that you'd buy at like a party city. You know, those CDs at a party city. It's like, that's what they would use for Alex and Simon scenes. And now for Harry Dubit, we're just using the Jaws theme. Don't know how they got the rights, but it was it was like a Walmart version Jaws, Jaws theme. Excuse me. Then we get flashbacks to Harry and Sonia's fake relationship. 
that fake relationship was weird. Do you remember they were pretending to get married? And it felt so staged. Anyway, Kristen Takeman appeared in that flashback, and you know I love a Kristen Takeman reference. Pop of color. Pop of color. Person of color. That's what she named a brand of nail polish. But we'll move on. Then they call out Ramona for always leaving the women for other men. And Ramona just says, that's true. I do. She does leave for other men. And she says, there's only 24 hours in a day. I'm not going to meet a nice man with them, she says, of the other women. And then just not, not 60 seconds later, she tells Luann, Dorinda, and Sonia. She says, feel free to help Bethany and I celebrate our birthdays when they go out to lose new home. So next week, they're going to lose new home. I believe it's upstate or, or in, I'm not familiar. Maybe it's Hamptons. I don't know. I apologize. But they're going to visit there. And Ramona says, feel free to help Bethany and I celebrate our birthdays. And apparently, Beth, or Ramona is having another lunch for her birthday set up by someone named Lucia. And Lucia is someone who was at the charity event that Ramona was at last week, or maybe the week before, where Ramona switched tables so she didn't have to be with Dorinda. Remember that? They showed a flashback of it, which apparently Jill Zarin was at that event, and we just never saw it. This event had everything. I'm surprised they haven't shown it. We've only gotten flashbacks. But Dorinda and Sonia say, oh, I know Lucia. Are we invited? And Ramona says, no, like she could only invite so many people. You know, she gives up some bullshit excuse. And then there's a flashback to Lucia saying to Ramona's face, hey, we have room for one more. Should we tell Sonia? And Ramona says, nope. (laughs) No, Sonia. Nope. I mean, come on. Ramona was on like another level that charity event. Another fucking level. And that's why Ramona's amazing TV, but she's just, nope. And then she, that was the same time she switched tables. Then this whole charity event, and it has a silent auction. Lou apparently donated Countess Collection jewelry. Harry shaded it. He said it's not real. Made me laugh. Then Lou leaves to go to Elton John, I believe. And this is what made me upset because. We needed someone to call out the absurdity of this. And Barbara showed up. And Barbara, by the way, looked like she was already dressing different. She feels like she's already dressing different to me. Kind of like Shamari on Real Houses of Atlanta, how she started dressing different halfway through the season. This is what Barbara's doing, and I support it. I support it. But why didn't Barbara call out in her confessional like what was going on with that speech? Did she leave or something? Like Why didn't somebody call it out? We needed someone to comment on it. And if Barbara's going to get that apple, she needs to comment on it. So then we have that whole speech, which was, again, an all-timer. I loved it. And then next time, we have Lou's House Upstate. And then uh, Bethany and Tinsley, they mention they're going to play a drinking game every time Lou says the word cabaret. We get more about Barbara's sexuality, which I'm excited to find out more about from Barbara. I want to hear it from Barbara, because I don't understand. And I don't like how the girls or women are commenting on it. The other women. Then uh, we also get more Luann versus Bethany. I'm excited about that. So that's the episode. Real quick, I do have one other thing, but before I do that, I want to say, did anyone watch Potomac? I love Potomac. Potomac just started. And Candace on Potomac was doing a lot of napkin crying. She's got a crazy relationship with her mother. I just want to encourage you all to watch it. We still have like a Giselle versus Karen feud. There's a lot going on in Potomac, and those women are really delivering. So I encourage you all to watch it because it's good. And then Beverly Hills, I want to say this past week was the first week we didn't have any LVP. And I thought it was a great episode. 
Like, I was really thinking, like, am I going to miss Lisa Vanderpump? Because, you know, she's been on that show forever. And this was a whole week without her. And I actually really thought it was a great, a great episode. And it was refreshing to not hear about the dog situation. So I don't know, TBD, but it was really, I, I thought it was a wonderful, funny episode. And one of my favorites of the season. One of my faves. So now I want to play an interview uh, with you guys. So I went to the Countess Luann show, and while I was there, I saw Jammin, who, if you guys follow any of the Housewives on social media, you've probably seen him before. He, like, shows up in all the Bravo Liberty's stories, and he's actually the one who's booked and helped book a lot of the people on the show, like Cynthia Bailey, James Kennedy, like, a lot of the Bravo Liberties that have gotten on Everything Iconic are people that he's sort of sent my way or, or set up, and I've always been curious, like, what exactly his role is, and... I wanted to talk to him because he tours with Luann. So at Luann's Countess and Friends show, he was there. He was in the audience, the one with the microphone, like getting questions. And he was the one guiding Gretchen and Slade to their seats. And I was like, we need to hear, I need to hear like what's happening, like what he could tell us behind the scenes with working with Lou and some of the other housewives. So I have an interview I want to play with him. And then uh, I'll leave you with that. Uh, Before I play that, I want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this show, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Click become a patron. $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. Thank you all that are over there. I'm doing one bonus episode a month, so just one. But more importantly, the money helps to support the show, so thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you so much for listening. I won't leave you with a cooldown this week, but I want to send all my love to everyone out there. It's Nurses Week, it's Nurses Appreciation Week, and I love nurses so much. One of my best friends, Katie Berlin, is a nurse, so I uh, I love and respect them so, so much. So if you have a nurse in your life, please reach out to them and just thank them. And if there are any nurses listening to this show, please just thank you on my behalf. And it's truly uh, wonderful work you do, and I'm sending love to all of you out there. So big kisses, love, and uh, and please enjoy this little Housewives chat with, with Jammin. Bye-bye. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Okay, guys, I'm here with Jammin. Jammin, you are Luz, former social media manager. And I feel like you know everything about Housewives. Like, you're not only, you've worked with a lot of these women before, but you also are in the scene, especially the New York scene. And I saw you at Luann's Cabaret Show, hashtag Countess and Friends. And you were one of the people, like, in the audience, like, getting questions. I also saw you, like, escorting Gretchen and Slade to their seats (laughs) and Terry Hatcher. It almost was like you were managing the whole fucking show. So tell me a little bit about working with Lou. Yeah. So I am running her social media and she you know she's very genuine she has a lot to say but i am the person if like say wednesday there's a roni promo to be on i'm the one to put that on because can you imagine when downloading that from the internet and then (laughs) you know putting it on and cut it into a minute and then putting the right cover you know so you have to have someone doing that and i think a lot of housewives have people doing that and so it has just become a thing. So yeah. when did you start working with Luann? Um, technically, two years, a year and a half ago. Now, at her shows, when somebody like Gretchen Slade comes in, do they like text you? Do you know these people? Or Terry Hatcher was there. So I Molly am, Shannon was there. <laughs> I am very proud that I am the person who invited Terry Hatcher to be on. How like, did that happen? I suggested Luann that um, you should have a desperate housewife on. So I think for the cabaret show, you were there on the first one, right? The very first one in LA, which was kind of a hot mess. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah, they all were. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's part of the appeal. Right. Part of the appeal. And I think um, part of the cabaret show is people watching, right? You watch who's around you. And I think it's an extra kick for the Bravo fans because if you like Housewives, you like people watching. So I think 50% People go there to right, see Luen sing mm, or to listen to Luen sing. Sing in quotes. <laughs> yeah. And the other half go to people watch. And I think that's a big part of it. So was Terry Hatcher a fan of the show or was Absolutely she Absolutely just... not. She has no idea. She has no idea she what She has it. no idea what So it was it just a publicity thing for her. I think it's a publicity and no, I don't think so. I don't think she needs publicity um, in her mind. I think we genuinely invite her and she feels the love from our team. And she graciously came by yeah. herself. We didn't send her a car. Like so she, she drove her. She herself. came by herself. She to- came by herself with a date. Okay. Um, or a friend. And yeah, but I definitely, I was a person who invited her and got in touch with her. I'm pe- so fascinated by the fact that she doesn't watch Housewives and she just came to the cabaret. 
Yeah. What did she think afterwards? I think she loved it. She loved the energy. Yeah. You know, I don't think she gets the joke of Giovanni. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she gets it. Yeah. And, um, or the Tom or the Cartagena. Um, I think she enjoyed the spectacle. She enjoys the spectacle. She's like, what is happening? You yeah. know? Yeah. And I think back then when Desperate Housewives was on, probably nothing like this was happening mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. So she maybe wanted to check it out. And then what about someone like Gretchen and Slade? Did they contact? They probably watched the show. Gretchen and Slade, um, I think Luann, is friend with Gretchen and Slade. Yeah, but I also know them. So there's like the double, so, you know, we all have connections. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy that they were there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said when they walked in, it was like the royal family came in. It was Definitely. just like that. <laughs> Every Bravo fan was like, oh my God, Gretchen and Slade yeah, are here. Right. <laughs> ben from Watch Your Crab and See like grabbed my arm and was like, Gretchen and Slade are here. He was like so <laughs> intense. I was like, oh my God, we were all freaking out. So what do you think about Jill Zarin and Luen playing tennis? Oh, I loved it. I think it's time for Jill Zarin to come back for good. Yeah, I think it is. I think like we've seen, we've had her dip in and out, and I want to see more of her. But she wants to move to Boca Raton, so so she doesn't want to be on the show. I is don't that know. The I don't know. I've never asked her. Yeah. Right. So I've seen her around. She has a boyfriend who whose name is Gary. Um, I'm sure everyone knows. And I I don't know. But do you think that Bethany's open to filming with Joe Zarin again? No, I don't. Right. And you know something, right? Do you know? I've heard that before. I have don't you think, heard that? I don't think Bethany's open to doing that. Yeah, that's so interesting to me. So whenever Jocelyn is too. in a group scene, Bethany's not there. Bethany's not there. And why is that? Because last season, she made it seem like her and Jill were buddy-buddy again. Yeah. And they only did a, that one scene at the funeral. But then I had heard, not from you, from some other people, that Bethany was the thing that was stopping Jill Zarin from returning. Maybe that's the reason why. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. Because, you know, Joe Zarin is in lots of, you know... Why, oh, though? Why do you think Bethany wouldn't want to film with Joe? I don't, I don't know Bethany well. If the, if there's you, know, the, you know what I had also heard? I'm right. going to interrupt you for a second. I had also heard that Bethany, like, after, getting, after Carol left the show, yeah. Bethany, I apparently had been bragging about annihilating Carol and, like, getting her kicked off the show, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. There's stories about Bethany that I hear from all sorts of different people. I can tell that's definitely true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounds like something Bethany would do, right. you know? I think she's different on TV than she is in real life. Is that accurate? I think think? she's the same person. I mean, I think for all the New York housewives, Mm -hmm. they are the same person on TV and they are in real life. And by the way, I love Bethany on TV. I don't want her to go anywhere. I'm worried she's going to leave after this season. I think she makes fantastic TV. This season? You mean season 11? Yeah. Why? I've heard she's leaving after this season. She's not leaving. You don't think she's leaving? I don't think she is. I mean, she's going to go to Shark Tank for good. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I I hope she doesn't leave. I think she's like one of the best housewives we have, even though she bugs me at times. I still think she's one of the most compelling. Any other behind the scenes stories that you want to share? Any good fights? Any good tea about Bravo? About anything? Were you there? Isn't Luann, didn't she film a music video for Feeling Giovanni? Yeah. Is that the name of the song? Um, something similar, right. Were you at the shoot? Mm-mm. Um, I don't think I can give too much away, but you will definitely see that shoot happening. And yeah. is there two other housewives in the music video? Uh, maybe. And you are going to be surprised who they are going to be. I think I know, but I haven't shared on the pod. I, I'm not sharing because I want other people to be surprised. Can we just sing it all together? Feeling Giovanni. Giovanni. <laughs> I'm obsessed. It's like oh, literally plays in my I head. Have, while I I'm have sleeping. some tea about Giovanni if you are interested. Please. So, you know, Giovanni is a very special, um, is a very special store. You know, they are around for like hundreds of years. Like I think the owner, Abraham, 
his father. <laughs> just his name is Ye. He's Persian, by the way.、Okay. Um, his father started the whole Giovanni thing, and then now it's him and his brother taking care of it. And you cannot buy Giovanni online. You have to go to a special Giovanni store where they have relationships with and book an appointment. Wow, Bethany! Wow. Yeah. And where can people find you on social media、Ooh. so they can follow all of the stuff that's going on? Yeah, my social media is. Jamin Jamin J A M I N J A M M I N G. It's confusing, but I like it. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Thank you so much, Jamin. Thank you. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so, luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic—a North American company that. Thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So, the easier the better for me. Now, Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much! It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern. Living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral, so you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup.、Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.